We're cleaning spills and splitting bills. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. TGIF, Matt O'Kine. I uh, hope Ooh. you are well listening, and I hope my uh, offsider here is going well as well because <laughs> it was a little bit of a uh, little bit of whinging straight out of the back when we came in the uh, the studio today. I just wanted to whinge. You know what I mean? It's just this is a very difficult time to have a whinge because mm. there are people who are doing it really, really tough, and you don't want to detract from that by any means. But also. Sometimes you've got a screaming baby, right, who who cannot tell you what they want. They're making an absolute scene in the shopping centre. When you turn around to go home to try and give them some rice crackers, you twist your knee, something pops, right? You're old, you're going bald, your, your back hurts. <laughs> you know what I mean? You order chicken satay so that you can feed your daughter just because she's losing it so much. You think maybe I'll just give her just some sort of snack. It's the nearest thing you can see. And then it comes with chilli all over it. So you know you can't even give it to her. And you just want a goddamn whinge for once. Yeah, I was pretty annoyed as well yesterday because some dude killed me on Xbox Live. And I was just like, nah, as if. <laughs> Anyway, I uh, hope you're well and uh, enjoying whatever Friday is throwing at you so far, or whatever day. It's podcasting. Who knows what's going on? We're very, we're very whinge. (laughs) A whinge. You promised a judgment-free whinge on our show, and then you came on here and you judged me. (laughs) Yeah. But Alex, deep in the whinge zone today with DMAs. They're going to be our guests. You're going to be hearing from them very soon. We've got an exciting update. You might have heard the date of the century yesterday. Uh, two listeners having their very first online date. Osha Ginsberg pops in out of nowhere as well as part of that one. But uh, we've got updates on that as well. I think you'll be interested in the developments that are to come here on All Day Breakfast. It's Witch City. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. But actually, Matt, I am with you. Um, sometimes you just need, need a guilt-free whinge. My one. I had good trackie feeling the other day. Brand new trackies. Oh, yeah. You were boasting big time about them. Then... How about this? Go for a walk the other day, my final walk before lockdown with my mate Kyron. His dog jumps up on him with my with its d- dirty dog feet. I got I got mud all over my new trackies. So they're going in the wash. The fleece oh. will be totally ruined after the yeah. first wash. I, I could have sworn I would have got two more days out of that before I had to wash them because of the other various dirty deeds that would have Mate, happened. You're going to be walking around and it'll feel like a pair of potato sacks that <laughs> after that wash. They're, no, they're never going to be as good, ah. mate. Forget it. Anyway, you do need to whinge. I mean, there's all sorts of things that are uh, bringing us down in this in this wild world of ours. But luckily, Matt O'Kine, we found out recently that there is, there is that little light at the end of the tunnel. The one thing that we're able to grasp onto for when these things come in, you're just feeling so riled up. You're feeling so angry, so agitated. There is something finally that will be able to be an ointment to that feeling. Hello. I'm Harry Styles. Harry Styles reading bedtime stories. What just happened to me? In that voice. That was, that really, I mean, I, I hadn't heard that yet um, and it was better than I thought it would be. The Calm app is designed to help people manage stress, lower anxiety and sleep better through guided meditations and audio clips. 
And now it has teamed up with Harry Styles. The See, bedtime story, Dream With Me, will be narrated by Harry Styles, and it's available now on the Calm app. This makes far more sense than the method I use to get to bed, which is listen to a horrific true crime retelling <laughs> <laughs> whilst I cower under my doona worrying about the, the people in this world and how awful they can be. I mean, the guy said hello and he's said his name and I'm already, my heart rate has gone down. I'm, I'm ready to go. And he's not the only person who's um, jumped on the Calm app. You've had LeBron James, Lucy Liu, uh, Laura Dern, Stephen Fry, a great voice on Stephen Fry, uh, and even Matthew McConaughey. Well, hello there. <laughs> I'm Matthew McConaughey and tonight I'll be reading a special sleep story called Wonder. Before we begin... As you settle in under the covers with your head easing into the pillow and your body sinking into the mattress, I'd like you to let your mind drift with me for just a minute. Let's ask the question. How often do we ponder the depth of the present moment? So, that sorted you out there, <laughs> there Matt. Well, man, I think I just... I think I nodded off just then. That have, was something else. Have you seen the uh, Alan Partridge, uh, Steve Coogan's character, Alan Partridge, doing a radio show? He used to do Alan's Deep Bath. And he'd just read out as if you were in a bath. He'd just work the bubbles into a lava. <laughs> no, <laughs> Sounds but... Sounds very much like that parody. I mean, ASMR, is that what yeah. it's called? Audio sensory something, something, something? MR, yep. Um, It is audio autonomous sensory meridian response, uh, or auto sensory meridian response. Uh, That's that's getting big. Where I've Mm. noticed Nigella does a lot of that. Have you noticed Nigella in her show? She's so good. She'll she'll be like, now we just sprinkle a packet of I don't know desiccated coconut into it, and then she'll open the packet, and you hear this. And she's like, mm, now massage the dough. And it's like. <laughs> okay. All right, mate. That's plenty. <laughs> but that's Thank what, you very much. The, the whole show is that I realized that when they made it, mm. you know. Um, well, we did have a, one suggestion uh, potentially for an Australian version of this. Someone whose voice is nice and deep and, you know, ready to really just lower that heart rate a little bit so you can drift off. And that's uh, – the main man, Queenslander of the year, Darren Lockyer. For me, Eve, you know, of an origin, it was really just trying to relax uh, so you got a good night's sleep. For me, it was just trying to, you know, put hey. a late night movie on. Hey, and to that me, it was is, good you're night. talking about our, our king, the king of Queensland there. <laughs> Eight in a row. You just sleep as long as you can. How are you supposed to um, sleep with that? Genius, exactly. You know, with the, with the excitement, you know, all the memories of so many great seasons, well, just booming around in your head. That is our suggestion, but we actually have managed to get an Australian on board to read a bedtime story. He's actually reading one of his own stories. He has written a book called "How Not to Annoy Dad," and so now here, potentially, you could just put a little marker in this point of all day breakfast. Come back to this section when it's late at night and you feel like going to bed, and have a listen. To Australian royalty, Dave Hughes, reading his book, How Not to Annoy Dad. How Not to Annoy Dad by Dave Hughes and Holly Iron. Dad, I really need to a really big poo right now. Dad, I really need to go now. 
Really, need to go now. What are you doing in there? Dad, are you looking at your phone? Dad, you're on the toilet. You shouldn't be looking at your phone. Dad, I really need to go. Can I wait on the lemon tree? Oh, you're out, Dad. I don't need to go anymore. Can I have your phone? <laughs> Sweet dreams. <laughs> Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Alex Dyson, uh, do you have any idea how horny penguins are? Um, I've got a little idea. <laughs> you know how horny it is when their mating call sounds like a literal horn. That is <laughs> like a, a clown's like horn on a small bicycle. <laughs> that is a, a penguin mating call, and it's been in the news recently because with aquariums closed to the public around the world, uh, a Japanese aquarium is keeping people in the loop with what's happening in the penguin cage. But not only uh, visually, they've actually put together a flow chart of the different relationships that the penguins are having. With one another, Matt, and this is this is getting up to a you know real housewives of Melbourne uh, <laughs> level of <laughs> seriously. There is some, I mean, like because they they track each penguin's sort of relationship via a series of you know different types of lines and you know symbols. So there might be a, a heart to show two penguins that are uh, re- in relationships. Then there's a broken line to show a breakup and. Um, you know, some of these penguins Purple don't take lines, it easily. Purple lines, which say it's complicated, uh, yes. which the, the famous Facebook uh, level of relationship as well. And these lines are going everywhere. I mean, I can't believe how many different relationships these penguins are getting into. Uh, it says here, you know, they take it they they take it very serious as well. Um, one news article says uh, heartbroken birds. Okay, and, and and for example, one one uh, female penguin in Kyoto ended six relationships in one year alone. These heartbroken birds often refuse to eat their rice as they cope oh. with the loss. Poor little heartbroken penguins going around, all heartbroken. Sounds very sad. Uh, we wanted to look at our penguins close to home as well. Uh, Matt and I, we are tellers of Australian stories, and so that extends to Australian penguins as well. And uh, someone who manages uh, the penguins at... Sea Life Melbourne Aquarium. The bird life manager, Serena Walsh, has been kind enough to join us here today. Hello, Serena. Hello, guys. How are you going? Not oh, we're too great, bad. Great, thank you. Um, Serena, I'm, I'm amazed by the complexity of this uh, relationship chart within the Japanese aquariums. And I'm wondering, Serena, are Australian penguins as horny as Japanese penguins? <laughs> yes, yeah, we often re- um, think that we should play a bit of Barry White music in there for them, but they definitely are as horny and mischievous as the other, you know, ones overseas as Japanese well. Japanese counterparts, really? I mean, Ooh. I did not know that there was so much. Well, one, I didn't think that penguins had what you would consider relationships, but I mean, when when they say that they've been in relationships, are these what do penguin relationships actually look like? Well, they're, they're more seasonal, seasonal sort of relationship. So a, a relationship is, you know, they, they do lots of courting and bowing and obviously mating, but they'll build a beautiful nest together and, and they'll go through the whole of the season, the breeding season. And then once that's over, a pair could either just completely divorce or they'll, they'll hang out together for the rest of the year and then go through the next breeding season together. Wow. So would, would you best sum it up as summer loving, having a blast? <laughs> Summer loving happens so fast. Yep, perfect. 
absolutely perfect. <laughs> well, that's quite quite incredible. And how old do, do penguins get? What's their lifespan? Um, it depends on the species of penguin. We've got gentoo and king penguins in Melbourne Aquarium. Uh, the gentoo is about 20, 25, and the kings are anywhere from sort of maybe 30, a bit older, if we're lucky. Oh, okay. So, so Serena, tell us then, in terms of your, your aquarium, who are the prom king and queen? Who are the <laughs> Brangelinas of your, uh, of your aquarium? Well, it probably depends on which keeper you ask and um, and who we like best. But we have um, a male penguin. He's our biggest. He's a king penguin. His name's Blake, and he's very very attractive. Um, he's also a very <laughs> Blake good is the uh, the penguin Chad for those playing along. <laughs> well, yeah. Blake Blake was yeah. the name of the second bachelor. So oh yeah, um, you know runs in the runs in the name. So okay, go on. So yeah. Blake Blake's the hottie. Blake's the hottie, but he's also a very good dad. He's often too good, and he'll try and take on extra chicks or just feed extra extra babies oh. if he can. Um, but we've got in the Gen Two penguins. Oh, it's crazy with the Gen Twos. <laughs> What's the Gen? We, what do you mean by Gen Twos? Like they're the, the next the, the the other species the, of penguin that we've got. So oh yeah. Um, even their personality is a lot different than the kings. The kings are, as their name suggests, they're sort of a bit like aloof and act more like a royal, whereas the gentoos are like a two or three year old kid. They're just crazy. Run well, around. I think where Matt got confused, gentoo being G E N T O O, it's the breed oh, of penguin I rather than uh, the generation. ice 2.0 of penguin. I, I thought you meant like the next gen, like, you know, Gen X, Gen Y, Gen 2 of penguins. A millennial penguins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the gen 2, so they're. They're like they're 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 in their sort of teenage years. They're just like uh, you know, sculling sculling um, bagged wine and yeah, so, bagged sardine yeah. juice and and passion behind the nests. Okay, yeah, fair. Yeah. fair and we have enough. a lot of some of our more uh, mature females. They all tend to like the younger males with the Gen Two. So Uh-oh. they'll have a partner for a couple of years and then they're like, oh no, not interested in you anymore, and go straight for a young, you know, fresh. Fresh male. Oh, interesting. They could be a penguin and a cougar at the same time. That's a, <laughs> yeah. that's an interesting. Oh, okay, that's an interesting <laughs> crossover. Wow. And uh, and how they feel? I've seen some reports of um, uh, zoos and aquariums. The animals are a little bit confused without the you know crowds coming through to to uh, view and learn about the the different creatures. How are the Melbourne Aquarium treating it? Particularly as you know, it'll be another potentially six weeks until people get to come and see the penguins again. Yeah. Well. Um, the people coming in act as enrichment, so it's sort of a natural stimulus for the penguins. It gives them something to look at and, and do all day, as well as the other things that we provide. So we're just having to give them lots more uh, different things to interact with, which is fun for the keepers. So we get to come up with different crazy things to do with the penguins every day. Um, so we might you know, blow some bubbles for them or play oh. them music, so maybe oh. we'll try some very white. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, what about TV shows? Have you played them any, oh, I don't know, potentially ABC cartoons such as this? I mean, what a show. We haven't tried that yet, but maybe that's something we'll do now that we've, you know, back into isolation again. I think that would be good. Uh, it's only fair to be able to see the the Plasticine penguins uh, in 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 the in the Plasticine world. Well, Sarita, thank you so much for uh, joining us uh, on Matt and Alex's all day breakfast today. We better let you go, but thank you for teaching us about the relationships of penguins. Um, just a final question. How much are you going to sell the rights to the the real penguins of Melbourne Aquarium reality TV show <laughs> to give it uh, all of these antics? Oh, I think it's big bucks. I think that's you know 
that's going to set us up for life, I reckon. It's Absolutely. And also, do me a favour and uh, say hi to Blake for me. He sounds really cool and I'd really like to be his friend. <laughs> Will do. I'll pass that on. Thanks, Thanks Serena. I look forward to getting back to Melbourne Aquarium when we reopen as well. I hope you are t- well today on All Day Breakfast. You're with Matt and Alex. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All right, Matt O'Kine, very excited to catch up with a couple of excellent gents here. As their third studio album drops, it is called The Glow. It has just come out. A big hello to Tommy and Johnny from DMAs. Hey, guys. Hey, good to see you guys again. Oh, so good to see you as well. We've got you on the Zoom screen here. We can have a proper catch up. It's been a little while. Um, How are we feeling? Third album, done and dusted. Yeah, man, it's good. We've had a three-month delay um, on it, obviously, because of all the... um, COVID stuff and whatnot, but I'm glad we decided to do that, you know, because we put a lot of love into this record and, 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 and it's, and it's been different, different experience for us completely. You know, um, we worked with this producer, Stuart Price, uh, Scott Horscoff as well, did the first two tracks and then we worked with Stuart Price, who's done like Madonna and <laughs> uh, New Order and Pet Shop Boys and, um, when you're looking at like for that. producers, is it like a, like you look at people's resumes and that's on the list and you look through them like you were sort of getting any other job? Or Yeah, he's got a pretty gnarly resume, you know, it's like, <laughs> but also, you know, like the most lovely guy. Mm. And for me, I know as a aspiring uh, producer and stuff, just seeing his demeanour in the studio and if you had a suggestion or something, he would go with it the whole way and stuff like that. And if it didn't work, it didn't work, but it was fine. But it's just a really creative, great space to be in, especially like, we start going to these hectic studios and like Hollywood and stuff, which we've never done before. Making after um, making like the first um, album in our bedroom, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, well, it certainly has elements of a. It has a bit more of a polished sound. Uh, some of these tracks you mentioned, the producer just then having worked with people like Madonna and New Order, um, and those bands tend to lean a little bit more electronic. Did you find that this album has a little bit more of an electro, you know, zap to it? Yeah, totally. And like, well, we're all kind of mucking around with that stuff anyway. You know, after being, it's it's funny. It's like I've spoken to a few people about this in like, when you first start making music, right, you've got the guitar, right? So naturally, that's all you got. You know, you can get a shitty little acoustic guitar for like 200 bucks. But you can write great songs on a shitty acoustic guitar for 200 bucks, you know. But then when you start delving into, like, electronic music and you start paying for synthesizers, computers, and you're doing sequencing and drum machines, it starts getting, like, a bit more expensive. So it's, like, kind of a natural, you know, if your band starts going well and you're like, well, I want to experiment with more sounds, it's, it is, like, a natural um, trajectory, I guess. Mm. Yeah, and okay. so we kind of started doing a bit of that. But we also wanted the transition to not just be seamless but sound great, mm. you know, and that's one of the big reasons we got Stuart on board. And what about yourself, Tommy, as the singer in the band? Uh, do you go from, your, like, your normal, you know, Lipton black tea and get onto your rooibuses and your big lemon and gingers, <laughs> you know, as you uh, <laughs> become uh, more accustomed to that world? Um, no, not really. Look, all the albums, like, all the music that we make, we do focus on on melody and lyrics and regardless of what kind of production we decide to go down, it's still kind of grounded in that. So for a singer, um, it was really exciting to kind of put vocals over these kind of different 
sort of sounding tunes. But at the end of the day, it was still kind of, it still felt like I was, I was, you know, making a DMA's record just like I was in my bedroom five years ago because most of the songs have acoustic on them. Um, you know, they're all, you know, grounded in the same kind of principles. So it was, it was um, really enjoyable to, for me to, to sing on the record, but at the same time it wasn't too dissimilar to the previous albums. Yeah, well, it sounds awesome because you've managed to um, get at the uh, the Factory Theatre in Sydney, a venue that usually holds 550 people. You're going to be putting on some shows uh, for 150 people. They'll be separated, it'll be COVID safe, and you'll be doing two a night, which is pretty yeah. pretty cool. Um, uh, what, what little special treats are you giving for the, the people who will be able to come along and, and watch DMAs? Well, we'll be playing about six songs, six, seven songs off the new record, like stripped back. Like, so, you know, all these dancey tunes we're talking about, you know, you can you can hear them in their original form and their truest Ooh. form, if you like. So, yeah. Oh, amazing. So, it's sort of weird. It seems like you've done it backwards because I know a lot of bands evolve to the sort of bigger sounds as their crowds get bigger, the, you know, the rooms they're playing get bigger and they need that energy from mm. the, uh, from the band. And so you've, You've kind of designed the songs to, to to play for the big things, and now you're having to strip it back. But you know, will it, will a certain favorite like a version be uh, creeping onto the set? Do you think? We've only played that song, I think, twice. Once at Splendor, once like in tribute um, in um, Groove in the Move for, for someone. Um, so, yeah, really, it's I very, thought it's very. It's very sacred that song. Oh, and once at Heaton Park, three times in our in our yeah. in the band's life we played it. So we we like to keep it, you know, sacred. So maybe we will whip it out on one of the one of the sixteen gigs we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't know how it would be for you guys, but it's incredible the amount of times that I'm asked about that particular like a version. Because I I have a little, my shoulder has a little cameo at the start of the like a version. And so people talk to me about, oh, what was it like in the room with DMAs and that sort of thing. It's it's this weird thing that just happened to connect with so many people. I guess you could multiply that conversation by 20 when it comes to uh, people talking to you about it, given you, you were the ones who performed the song. What's it been like? One thing I found with that song, it was so weird. Happens in like three minutes or something. Like I was playing the wrong chords two hours before. Like, <laughs> I was like... Because we barely played it. Mason was like, mate, that's not even it. I was like, <laughs> and um, so when we're doing it, you know, I'm like, there, like, <laughs> and then, but then it's just done. Then you're at the whim of the internet, really. Mm. And then, and it's and happened, and I happened. still have to read the lyrics. But it's so funny. It like four times, and that, that's it. And I think that's what's cool about it. Like we haven't, mm. we haven't overcooked it. Um, mm. So when we do play it live, it is kind of special. That's what we, we've only played it on special occasions. So yeah, it's it's a funny one. Um, but yeah, people in UK loved it particularly, and that was surprising for me. I kind of didn't expect that from our fans. So yeah, the year that we finished up at Triple J, I went overseas for a year, had the gap year that I'd never had, and I just distinctly remember walking along. Uh, like a little uh, harbour in Croatia and this dude had got it up on his on his little boombox thing and was walking along the Croatian cobblestone streets with it above his head, <laughs> just pumping DMAs 
shirt Please. cover. It's <laughs> like it's absolutely miraculous, and you guys did an incredible job for that. Thanks. We better wrap wanna... it up, but we need to get one crazy oh. LA story out of you. Oh, but uh, there's also the Liam Gallagher tour. I don't know which I'm, one. Which, okay. Have we, we got two? We have... have we got stories of Liam Gallagher or All LA? Right. What are, what do you? You get to pick an LA story <laughs> or an LG story. Uh, what do you want to leave us with? <laughs> Johnny's got this question. Oh. You went to his house and like played some new tunes. Oh, I don't talk about that. <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> I don't talk about that in the interviews, man. All right, all right, but, um, fair enough. Fair he did, enough. But he did, but he did come to our gig, um, that Bergson Academy gig, and um, and he came down with Gene and Molly and um and Debbie and Katie and like a bunch, you know, a bunch of his crew, and and they stayed and, and watched the show, and we had drinks afterwards, and just like to do that um that tour and stuff with them. Uh, and for us to like kind of find our feet on like like playing arenas and stuff like that, and and then we got to watch him play, um, you know, play all these Oasis shows at, in Manchester Arena, <laughs> you know, just like it was actually insanity, you know. They saved <laughs> us some good seats, and it was just, it was really surreal. Oh, that's so wonderful. Uh, well. DMAs, thank you very much for joining us here yeah. on All Day Breakfast. Congratulations on getting this album out. It is called The Glow. I love it, guys. Love chatting to you as well. So cheers for dropping Thanks, by and guys. good luck with these um, with these socially distanced shows. It should be really special. It should be fun, man. Hey, always a pleasure with you guys. See ya. Hey, love it, boys. Thanks again. All really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. See ya. All day breakfast. Take three. <laughs> Alex Dyson, it's that time of the week. Yeah, this is take it's three. Friday, okay? isn't it? It's because it's, it's the end of the show. It's Friday. <laughs> you know, I've reached the end of my tether, mate. Anyways. Oh, that, that, um, that is the bad thing about this podcast. I mean, you might have come come to this podcast via our work at Triple J. And uh, on Triple J, because it is live, it goes to where the times where Matt gets the time wrong, uh, name of the guest wrong, all of these things, mm. it doesn't get chopped out. Here, the last two takes, this is the best one. <laughs> <laughs> the other two, we yep. mucked up. <laughs> we, can't, we can't even risk trying to do another one because it'll, it'll probably just go more pear-shaped. So we, we chose to keep this one. Yep. Anyways, uh, it's leftovers time. All the stuff that we've we've been talking about over the week, over possibly even the month, we uh, we always get messages from you into our inboxes and on our Discord. So we just we thought we'd take what's left in the fridge and uh, and yeah, just have a nice little tasty snack with it. Fry it up. Firstly, a couple of people who had messages for me. Um, I am the Melbourne host uh, and and back in lockdown for another six weeks. Um, first things first, Matt, you put a call out and said, hey, we better pass on the best to our bro. I've only heard one so far. The person from Perth called me a rat. So <laughs> I'm uh, a little bit trepidatious when it comes to hearing from Jared from Ipswich, but uh, here he is. G'day, rat dog. Jared from Ipswich, Queensland here. Just gearing up to get a couple beers from the bolo, have a non-essential Christmas in July party with the fellas, give them heaps. Oh, there you go, Daiso. See, people just wanting to wish you all the best in your situation. Uh, is there anyone else who might have uh, gotten in touch? All right, here's Jackson from Adelaide. Hey, uh, Daiso, you rat dog. It's Jackson from uh, Adelaide. I'm just going to be playing footy on the weekend, oh. going to the local shops, going to the park, leaving the house for any random reason. Uh, yeah, sorry to hear that you're locked down. Stay safe. 
See, Damn it. Australia cares about you. <laughs> we care about you. And not just you, Alex Dyson, but everyone in Melbourne. Please look after yourselves. Hopefully, uh, you know, we, we yeah. can all get through this You can binge, binge some old Matt and Alex episodes. That's what's our best. We've also uh, had a, got a couple of calls to get to. First up, Matt from Geelong. Hello, Matt. How are we going, guys? Not too bad, thank you. You've been uh, having a little think about what you've been doing wrong your whole life. Our talk back from that sparked something in you. What's been going on? Uh, not much. Just thinking about a uh, trip I had to Paris with some friends. Oh, yeah? What involved, happened? Uh, olive pips. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. So so we asked, uh, yeah, what have, you, what, what, what have you been doing wrong your whole life and what, what, did, what have you been doing and what did your mate been doing? Uh, we're at a uh, bar in France and uh, one of the blokes we're with was uh, ordering olives and cheese and a friend who's never had olives before decided to try his first one. Uh, he unfortunately grabbed from the discard pile <laughs> 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 and popped a pip straight in his mouth. He was, uh, <laughs> was uh, chewing it for a good 30 seconds or so before <laughs> another pip got placed back exactly where he grabbed his olive from. These <laughs> <laughs> olives are just there, hard. Was he going, man, well, I don't get what the what the fuss is about these yeah, things. Yeah, exactly what he says. Like, <laughs> these aren't that great, guys. <laughs> And in France as well, they're meant to be really good over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, oh, you turn wow. straight to her mate and just, oh, no, what have I done? Goodness and, uh, gracious. Oh, that is a didn't well, try Ollie for a few years after that. Tell you what, lucky it was pre-COVID times, that's for sure. You do not oh. want to be sharing pips yeah, now. definitely. Um, thanks, Matt. Thanks, have a good one. We've also got Meg from Broome. Hey, Meg. Hey, how's it going? Not too bad. How are things in Broome? Are there uh, a lot of Perth tourists there, given they can't go to Bali anymore? Yeah, quite a lot. Everyone's living their best lives, unlike in Victoria. Oh, mm, thanks, man. I tell you what, I had a great holiday in Broome, what feels like a lifetime ago, and uh, I'm only just imagining it right now. Uh, but well, you, you're getting in touch because we have had the long-running talk back. When have you had a secret scoff? And uh, you've got a you've got a story about your mum. Yeah, so back when my mum and dad first got together, she was 19. Uh, and you're in that honeymoon kind of stage. You're trying to be your best, your best person. Dad had a, a pack of mint spices in the freezer, uh, and he did two out of it. And then he went off to work or something. And then she's gone in for a nibble. And you know, you have one, and it's like an addiction. You can't stop. <laughs> oh yeah, try just a nibble, please. <laughs> Suddenly you're four <laughs> biscuits deep. Yeah, exactly. So she went back for two more, and then two more, and then two more. And then got embarrassed about how many she'd eaten, so went out, bought a new packet, uh, ate the rest in the old packet, and had to eat two out of the new one. (laughs) (laughs) Just clocked the whole pack. Well done. That That is is quite the secret scoff. And well done getting it back, remembering your place in line, because that's pretty good. So having two from the new one, I really like the idea she accidentally had one more. It's like, damn it, (laughs) i got to do the full pack again and come back to the two. Goodness me. Thanks very much, man. No worries. Thanks, guys. Catch you later. Uh, Matt O'Kine, it is now time for the update we've all been waiting for. If you listened to yesterday's show, you would have heard uh, Matt and Alex making love uh, between two people called Mitch and Poppy. Mitch got in touch with us just saying, boys, it's been three years. I've been single this whole time. It's time for a new me. Uh, what can you do? And we introduced him to Poppy. They had an, a date. We... We sort of cut it reasonably short. We also threw random guest Osher Ginsberg into the mix who uh, made sure everything was above board. But uh, we did get a message from Mitch, Matt, which I'd like to share with you now. He says, hey, guys, bit of an update after yesterday's first date. 
Poppy and I have texted quite a bit over the last little while and even had a cheeky 90-minute convo today discovering more about each other's mutual love of music and travel Whoa. and funny stories. The list goes on. Ha ha. In addition, learning more about what we do and where we grew up. Suffice to say, lots of smiling has happened. She's a really lovely, down-to-earth person and I truly think you guys have done well here. Thanks so much. I'm still smiling. Can't wait to show her the toothless kookaburra in Curry Curry. Give Poppy a shout-out and she tells me it's her 30th today. On yes. Friday. So, uh, yes. happy birthday, Poppy. Uh, that is so cool. And Poppy that said... That is great. Well, pack her up, boys. I'm done. Mitch was awesome. Just got off a phone with him. He is excellent. I'll be happy to share my Milo with him any day of the week. Looking forward to chatting to him again. I think we might have done oh it, mate. Oh, my God. How good is that? Couple of Cupids. We got the arrows. We've, we've fired them up. Interstate high five, my man. Up top. Thank uh, you. I'm going to stay away. <laughs> Fair enough. Even via webcam, Madokine, not happy with that. But thank you very much for listening to us. Thank you for getting behind the big relationship. It seems like you have done well as well. Make sure you're listening tomorrow. We've got a big long lunch dropping with Tash Sultana. Such an incredible artist and they've been doing some... Amazing stuff uh, for the last oh, six or so years now, just blowing up worldwide. So so great to sit down with Tash and have a, a really great in-depth conversation about now, the future, and uh, the new album. Yeah, you might have heard a little bit on Monday. You got the full chats uh, in your feeds tomorrow. Reese Nicholson for our midnight snack on Saturday nights. Thank you so much for listening across the week. We will see you on Monday. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Bye. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.